Hey, what's going on? I hope you're doing phenomenal. This is your host, Juan Gray, and welcome to the Words to Success show. Today's episode is brought to you by Greatness Within, the athletic streetwear for the underdogs, where style meets functionality and functionality meets mindset. When you wear GW, you will begin to notice that people look at you a little differently. There's a certain fire in your eye, and that whatever you're going after, you just can't quit. Go get your gear at greatnesswithin.ca and use the code W2S for a 15% discount on your entire order. All right, I hope you are ready for this episode because we are bringing on the one and only Franco Lopresti. This man is an actor, musician, and an overall amazing human being. On this episode, we talk about what it actually takes, the grit, the hunger to really move forward in life, his backstory before getting into the film industry, and how to own who you are so you can become the best version of yourself. This and so much more. Oh, and be sure to check out his latest TV show on Netflix, Bad Blood, which Franco actually stars in. I watched every season and highly, highly recommend it. Okay, let's get on with the show. Vamos. Vamos. Be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make any assumptions. And four, always do your best. Nobody wanted it more than me. You don't ask, you don't get, right? You are worth everything you set your mind to. Remember that you are enough and God is with you always. Franco Lopresti, welcome to the most badass show on the planet, my man. How do you do, bro? I'm good, my man. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. Hey, it's my pleasure, bro. It's my pleasure to to have another fellow fellow actor on on the show. Someone who also comes from you know same background as me as an athlete and specifically as a football player. So let's let's get to it, man. A little a little backstory for those who don't know you. I'm excited to to get on this and a little bit about your story and then start talking as well about one of the the most recent TV shows that that you've done and and go forward and when you're going. How about that? Yeah, man, it's it's pretty um it's pretty crazy um what my what my journey's been like. You know, I grew up um in a in a pretty cultured household. You know, my father's Italian, my mother's Venezuelan of uh, of Italian descent. But like you know, soccer was something that 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 ran in my in my family because my father uh, was such a passionate guy and loved the sport so much. I used to remember watching games with him like since i was like five years old you know we used to watch i wake up you know on the on those weekends and watch the games in italy at like 8 a.m 9 a.m and my grandfather played professionally in italy like in before like succumbing to like a terrible motorcycle accident but he played from lecce back in the day like in like the, the 40s or 50s or something like that and so it was just part of my life and i pursued that but like my mom was always such an animated character and i always like feel like she was like the biggest that she's my biggest inspiration <clears throat> because she would always we would play voices and, and stuff with me and my sister so like i had this like really enter, like entertaining side to myself and family and stuff would come over and being on my team you know i'd always entertain the team my teammates you know, i was always kind of like the class clown my mom at like 12 years old tried to put me in acting classes and I I did it, but I could never really commit to it because soccer was such a priority. I was with like Team Ontario at the time, and you know, working on you know, 
NTC, which was the National Training Center for like, you know, Canada, Team Canada, and pursuing that. And I remember acting coaches when I was like 12 years old would say, it's either soccer or acting. He can't do both. He's got to commit, right? And I chose soccer because that was my life. And I did that. And then in high school, could never really be a part of any like extracurricular activities, like a drama club or anything, because I was still military in high school. I, I lived like an hour away from where I trained and I would train like five times a week. So my life was basically just like go to school, go home, eat, play soccer, and that on repeat, right? Um, but I know I, I played music. I did music when I was like 10. So I would do like little performances here and there. And I always played and I was trying, I tried to be, I was, I, I, I was in a punk band for like two weeks in high school. But again, I couldn't commit, right? Um, but I always had this like, you know, creative side to me. I like to play music, write music, write poetry, um, and, and play soccer. Uh, so then I, I ended up, I ended up going to school in the States on a soccer scholarship when I was, uh, when I graduated. So I went to school in Rhode Island and, um, you know, full on, you know, committed to my, my, my soccer dream. And I, and I, I used to take a theater course every semester, right? You know, I, I regret my attitude towards school now because at the time I never cared for school and I always wanted kind of to take the easy, the easy thing that would, you know, get me a good GPA because I was so like, you know, polarized with like, I'm going to be a pro soccer player. So like, you know, whatever, you know I mean? Just get a good grade, make my mom happy or make my parents happy and but focus on the soccer. But I saw a theater course. I'm like, oh, I could take this theater course. I mean, like, you know, I'll be fine. You know I mean? I'll get a good grade in this, you know, like. You know, I was a little cocky kid uh, inside because I was like, oh, I can, I, I'm an actor too, you know? And I walked into this theater program um, and like theater departments are like amazing. Like you see all these, you know, people and they're like their own species and you're looking at these people and like looking at them and like some of them are like kind of weird, but uh, you know, I, I felt like, I, I felt like I belonged more with these people <laughs> than, than the jocks, even though I was a jock. And I was like, whoa, this is, like, my people, you know? Anyways, I would take a theater mm -hmm. course every semester throughout my, my, my college years. And at the end of it, my college professor was kind of the guy who planted the seed and was like, hey, man. He's like, look, I know you're a soccer guy and you never was a theater major, but there's something there. There's something there. But I, I was against that. You know, I was like, thanks, prof. You know, I pursued my soccer. So then I went to Italy after I graduated. I was in, I was in Canada for a bit. You know, I was working on getting a soccer agent and dealt with some issues with that. It um, <clears throat> it led me to, um, actually, uh, it led me to Italy um, when I was about 24. When I was about 24. So, like, from, like, 21 to 24, I was, you know, on this struggling path of, of getting a soccer agent and, and May you know finding a, a team that would sign me. You know, I did a trial in Atlanta Silverbacks for a little bit, and uh, um, you know, I um, didn't work out because like the visa and work visa stuff. You know, all this all this shit that would come in the way. Uh, and I was trying to get with Toronto FC for so long at the time, and I played for Woodbridge up here in in, in Canada. You know, my coach would come to Toronto FC, but. Uh, but it worked out, but I ended up going to Italy and I was knocking on doors, you know, and a friend of mine, a friend of mine got me in contact with this team in fourth division, which is City D. And I remember I went there and I played and stuff like that. And I mean, long story short, um, I was kind of like playing 
illegally. I had no work visa or, or Italian passport, and that was a struggle, and I was living there. and It was like the sweetest jail I'd ever been in because, you know, I'm trying to do everything to get this, you know, visa and really sign a contract, but I'm playing illegally, and you can't really do anything, but you know you're, like, doing your dream and you're under this like the helm of this president who's like kind of like trying to like you know help you and guide you but it wasn't working and then one day my coach calls me in toronto and says hey we got a toronto fc wants to have a look at you now you know so i come straight home i go straight on toronto Toronto fc and and, uh and it's the most perfect situation in my life i am in the best shape of my life i'm about to like try out from like my hometown club team and we're in Florida, and uh, I'm playing okay, you know. But again, like to re- to relate to like what you say, uh, to relate to the title of of your podcast, words to success. Uh, I'm a firm believer in hard work breeding success. Okay, but hard work breeds success when you show up for the opportunity. And I worked so damn hard in my life to be this professional athlete um, that I could have eaten every blade of grass. On, on the on, on the floor, you know, on the, on the field, I could eat every blade of grass. Nobody wanted it more than me. I would, you know, it was in my it was in my heart. But with that, end, because I wanted it so bad, at the time, at the opportunity that I had in front of me, that energy worked against me, because I ended up being tense, you know, and I had something to prove to the coach. And I started play, making mistakes you can't make on trial, you know. As good as the player I was, you know, I wasn't owning it at that time, you know. You know, and um, I, started, I started playing bad. I got an injury on trial, and, and, and uh, I didn't want them to know the injuries. So I would ice my knee, and anyways, I'm losing my head mentally. I'm going crazy, right? Like, I can't show them that I'm injured because I'm injured. They're not going to sign me, but I'm playing bad. And so now I'm, I'm on trial, and I'm completely overcompensating for this injury by trying to do too much, and it just went downhill. They don't sign me at the end of the day. What do you think and, you would have uh, you would have done differently? Because that's so true. When you, I mean, you're, you're, this, you're so hungry, right? And you have all yeah, this energy. Yeah. It's like sometimes that energy could actually be kind of going against you. Exactly like you said, if you don't know how to control it, how to manage it, just like an artist, right? An artist, let's just say, goes on stage to perform, you know, in front of hundreds of thousands of people. If that person has way too much and doesn't know how to control it, it's going to work against them. As an actor, same thing. As you know, probably have gone to hundreds of auditions. Same energy. If you have if you have that much and you you just show the cast and director. Sometimes I think that's a, a rookie mistake. You know, you like. I remember when I when I was first, you know, you know, having my first auditions years ago. I would go in there and I would be the you know the hungriest person in the room, and I would arrive there at the at the audition room with the cast and director, and I would say after I did, I'm like, can I do it again, or should I do it again? Do you want anything different? I can do something different for you as well. You know, uh, I, you know, all, all that kind of stuff that to show that nobody wanted more. I, I would even almost to the point yeah. that you would do it for free, you know, but. But that that's yeah, yeah, works yeah. against you, right? It's like the casting directors. That's not necessarily what they they want to see. You know, they they uh, they understand where that's it's, coming it's, from. It's, but you need to showcase who you are and your value from the start, and understand you know the energy that you bring to the table. Keep it there and stay grounded. Yeah, yeah, like, and it's so like like to completely relate to what like you're saying, like like it's what I've learned through this experience. Okay, 
of of like you know what could i have done different right you said um you know like how could i've uh, i've dealt with confidence issues it was a mental block for me okay like when i really look at it it was a mental block for me um of confidence of you know not thinking I was as good as I was, and that's why I had to prove myself, right? I failed right then and there by not believing in myself, you know, and going and going through the struggle. Fuck, I'm on trial with Toronto FC. They want to have a look at me. I got to be good, you know what I mean? If they're having, if, they, if, if they're taking that risk to, you know, have a chance with me. I just played in fourth division Italy, which, look, it's fourth division, but I'm telling you, man, it was my, my first month on trial there was a war every single day. They didn't want me there. And this is Canadian kid going to Italy and, you know, playing in fourth division where it's, it's scrappy, you know, learned a lot there, but you know, I was playing there and then I got this opportunity and I'm still like, Okay, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta prove to the coach I'm good. If I make one mistake, he's not gonna sign me. That's wrong. That's wrong. And when you look into the acting as well, I mean, like on set, I mean, our job is to audition. When we're on set, we can make as many mistakes as we can, right? Because they're gonna do another take. It's our choice. It, it's, it's. It, we gotta be bold with our choices, you know. We, the talent is in the choices. So, taking those risks, sharing your ideas. You know, in, 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 the, in the acting world, I mean, it works for you because you're trying things. You're experiencing the moment, you know. You're not robotic or, or uh, you know, set in your ways. You know, talking to the director and going, hey, look, I have this idea. Or, or like, you know, I want to try something. And, 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 and doing that on set when there's so much chaos around you. And you know, everyone's worried about their own thing. Makeup and hair is worried about their own things. The... Set designers worried about their own thing, you know. The directors worried about the thing, you know. No, no one's ever really checking on you as an actor when you're on set. Mm -hmm. So, like, you're kind of there, and uh, it's up to you to speak up and 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 be like, you know, like, not 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 in an overzealous way, but like, you know, okay, when you get a chance, you know, when you're doing your blocking, that's your chance to really share your ideas. And be like, okay, well, this is what I want to do, blah, blah, blah. And, and, and talk to the director. Sometimes the director will be like, no, no, it's okay. But trust me, he appreciates it, or he or she appreciates it, sorry. You know, because it's such a collaborative effort. And taking the risks and chances and, 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 and being confident in them is important, right? Because you're owning art. it. You're own and you're also owning the character, yeah. you know? You know, it's in you. So, so explore. You know, as a soccer player uh, during this time, you know, I wasn't owning myself. I was still asking, you know, is this okay? And then, like, you know, like, is it, hey, I, am I going to be okay? And, and and that lesson for me, after it didn't work out, I ended up coming home and I got arthritis in my hip. I couldn't walk and, and I, I got, like, this terrible hip injury. And that was, I thought I, like, messed up my knee on trial. But, <clears throat> you know, the root of the problem was, I had this hip injury and doc, the doctor, the chiropractor was like, look, it's way too invasive of a surgery. Your body's basically telling you, you can't play at this level of soccer anymore, you know, and I was devastated. So 
I got in, I was like super depressed, like like no financial stability whatsoever. I'd just been like traveling from like 18 to 26, traveling the world, you know, trying to pursue this dream and and uh it got me places, but ultimately it didn't work out and I was devastated. Um and my mom, again, you know, you know, we sat down one day, I was having a coffee in the morning and she's like, Why don't you try the acting thing? You know, you never really gave it a shot. Um, you never really committed to it. And like over the years, people would you know say things, you know, family, friends, family, friends, uh, casting directors that I would meet through. Like I, I've done a little bit of modeling part time, you know, and they would always be like, you know, photographers, you got more actor qualities than model qualities. And I would always hear these things and shit. And so I said, okay. And my mom knew this guy was my mom's uh, knew this guy at work who was a retired um, theater theater. Uh, artistic director at york university here in toronto and i met him for a coffee and he had me read a play and i picked a monologue from the play and recited it he goes okay for someone with no training i still know there's something there but going to class and i went into this class here in toronto and i was angry and i was bitter i didn't want to fucking be there you know felt like all these people around me were pretentious and and shit but i got up to act and i fucking I, i i felt like I was playing soccer again, wow, you know. That's exactly. You know, I felt like I was playing soccer again, and that adrenaline and that experience and that rawness of, you know, of of adrenaline and 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 then, you know, um, sorry, I'm trying to search for the word, but you know, like from like five years old to 26 years old, all I knew was being on that field and that rush of playing the game, you know, any sport gives you that rush, that adrenaline, that, you know, your heart's, you're sweating, your heart's pumping, you're seething for the, you know, the ball or, you know, to, you know, win the game, be a winner. You know, I felt that on, on, on the stage doing the scene study and I'm like, holy shit. And then I'm doing this scene and I'm in it, you know, and I'm just, I get to, I get to express myself in this scene with nobody can tell me I'm fucking wrong. You know, like really like if I were to probably do this in real life, I might get in trouble, but on here, it's a safe environment. It's a safe place. It's art, you know, and we're expressing ourselves. And I'm felt, I felt so liberated doing that. And, uh, and I, and I fell in love with it, you know, just connecting with the, the, my acting partner and saying these lines and, you know, not really knowing at the time what I'm, <clears throat> What my action was or my intentions were i was kind of just you know going through it but my acting coach after that scene was like what's your story man and i, and I told him and he's like okay it's like hey of this is interesting stuff so i didn't want to be that guy who took one acting class and was like hey i'm an actor now you know here we go i really i really was in the point in my life where i'm like i gotta make a fucking conscious decision with where i'm gonna go in my career so i studied intensively with my uh with this guy over here his name is david rotenberg um David Rotenberg and Bruce Clayton and Glenn Gaston. I studied with these guys here in Toronto for about 11, almost a year, almost a year, 10, 10 to 11, 10 months to, to a year intensively to make sure that this was something I actually saw myself doing. And I, and, uh, and then after that, like, you know, after about 10 months to a year, my, my, my coach was like, you're ready for an agent. And I got an agent and I've been acting like professionally now for two years. Right. And, you know, even to say like, you know, like about your your story about being in the room and stuff, you know, and like the nerves that uh, us actors all get, you know, 
yes, that's normal. And sometimes, uh, I mean, most of the time, these nerves are good because we do care. You know, we, we, we fucking care a lot, you know. With my soccer experience, one, and, and what I went through for 20 years, my process is, what the fuck do I have to be nervous about anymore, right? For 20 years of my life, I was nervous when the opportunities came for, so I could have secured many trials, and I was nervous. And where the fuck did those nerves get me? Part of my language, you know what I mean? Uh, I'm just trying to trying to reach the point, okay? Because in this business of, of show business, it's so fickle. There's so many variables we can't control. We can do the best audition of our life and not get the part. We can leave the room and be like, oh, my God, I, 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 I messed up a line. I, I didn't hit my beats right. And we get a call, and we're like, oh, my God, I'm, uh, that was terrible. We get a call from agent, and they goes, you just booked the part. So what's the point of being nervous? Because we don't know. They don't, they don't even know what they want. All we have to do is go in there and offer our life force, you know, and, yeah. and, 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 say, and say, shit, here's an opportunity to act. Let's have fun. Okay, bro? Let's, let, let, or, or like to, uh, any of my like, uh, actor friends, you know, like we say, just go in there and have fun, man. Who cares about everything else, you know? You know, because exactly. it's, it's out of our control to begin with. You know, you know, so, so, so what's the point of being nervous? Go in there and, 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 and bring in your energy and, and, and say, Hey, I'm here to solve your, like, like internally, Hey, you guys have a problem. I'm here to solve it. You know, here we go. And if it doesn't, and then you leave the room and you're and you're gracious and you're like, thank you so much. Appreciate the opportunity. Like you leave. And then whatever is meant to be is the universe will decide on that. But Along our paths as as creatives, you know, we need to, uh, you know, the, the the universe will work in our favor as long as we do the work, we're diligent with it, you know, and and we own we own our worth, you know, because us actors we're like freaking insecure people, you know, <laughs> you know. I really think that I think most actors that you know I meet we all deal with our own insecurities. You know, I think when we act, that is our way to show how we can, how we view the world and how we see life. And we're just free in that because in real life, we're just like these insecure people and we have our own issues and, and, and we don't know how to deal with them. And we think too much. We overthink this. We overthink that. And, with you know, we're just like in our heads. But when we're acting, we're out of our heads. And that's that's the important things. We're out of our heads and we're in our bodies. You know, because that's our chance to just be okay. I'm free. You know, so be free in your audition. Don't don't let the nerves affect you. You know, um, yeah, man. I hope I hope, I hope that you know, uh, you know, kind of kind of kind of hits uh, or resonates with with you and your viewers on some some level. If that's okay. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Uh, but yeah, well, I think I think one of the the issues when people are, you know, they stress that much is because they're just they're just looking at the end result. Right. So I think it's a matter of also realizing why the fuck are you doing this? You know, like, why are you doing this in the first place? When I have friends of mine, you know, I remember when I when I first started booking different roles, I had friends. Oh, yeah, that's so cool. Congratulations. How did you get into this? 
and and some people will actually ask me like how can i start acting or how can i and my question is always like why do you want to act right why do you want to do anything and and that's always my first first question because that's where you're able to find out the where that if am i just curious is it something I, you know, I can see potentially as something I would like? You know, if I, I, w- I would say if it's something that some people, you could tell that they think it's it's just cool, right? They could tell, you could tell that they yeah. think there's like a fame aspect to that that they would like. And and I tell them right off the bat, if it's anything, you know, that has anything to do with that, you're gonna fail, right? Like, there's, oh, you're, you're gonna, you're never gonna actually move forward. There's something I think Pablo Picasso uh, says, which I absolutely love. He says. If you know, I would I would pay for the rest of my life if I didn't get paid a dime. If they would put me in a jail cell, right, and they would strip me bare bones, they would take my pencils away and no paper. I would spit on my finger and I would draw on the wall, right. And that's the kind of the that's the feeling that I think you need to have. You know, like I, um, I maybe three feature films that I that I've wrote myself, right. And of course, you know, yeah. over the next period of time, I, I so I produced the first feature. Um, you know, a couple of years ago, and and now I'm, I'm looking to produce you know much bigger feature coming maybe 2020, 2021. But but I would write even if at the end of the day, you know, I didn't get any money from it, right? I I would I would I would you know act I would produce it because these are the things that I love. I love to create, and if someone's not coming from that energy, then I don't think you're ever going to actually move forward in any of this. No, no, not at all. It's like, yeah, you're right. Those are the wrong reasons. There are other wrong reasons. You know, the fame aspect of things. Like, like, I just want to do compelling work and work with amazing other creatives and artists like, and directors and producers. And, 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 and what I get out of this is like, you know, like I'm learning more about myself than I ever thought I'd ever learn, you know. And this is, it, it's, human, it's human growth for me. It's personal growth. You know, it's like a lifelong university course for me where, like, I never cared about school, but now it's like I'm reading more than ever. And and being an actor is like a lifelong university course where I'm learning things, whether I got a script to read or a character to play that, I mean, you know, uh, a period piece or, you know, I'm playing a lawyer or whatever, a doctor, a soldier in the 1600s. You know, I get to learn about these eras and I'm learning, you know, and that's 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 awesome, too. You know, that's awesome, too, you know. Um, I wanted to say, like, you know, like, you're, you're, I mean, you're on your creative path, you're writing, you're never, you're not giving up, you know, like, you're, you're finding, you're finding, you know, the, the, the creases, you know, in your journey and your path, <clears throat> you're searching for them, and you're finding them by applying yourself. Same thing, you know, I think that everyone must do with their lives. I think we're all gifted. Every human being is gifted. You know, it's about finding your gift and what you're going to do with that, you know, because we all have gifts, you know, and sometimes our minds, you know, you know, to take the better, better half and control us to, to not pursue them because there's doubt, you know, or, or something. All I know is performance one, whether it was in the field with music and now in this art form, this is all I know. And, I, and, 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 I mean, all I know is that I know nothing, that's for sure. But I mean, with with my life, performance is my is my thing, you know, and I always searched for it. What am I going to do? What am I going to do? You know, I'm going to do. Okay, I can't sit behind the fucking desk, you know, 
but when I get to perform, I, 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 it doesn't feel like I'm working, you know, it feels like I'm full, you know, you know, so, so I've always searched for that. I never give up, never, ever give up. There's an interesting book. I, I highly recommend you to read. Maybe you've read it. Um, actually the guy who played my dad on Bad Blood passed this book to me. His name is Louis Ferreira, um, the actor. Uh, the, the, the book is called The Four Agreements. Oh, man, Don, that's a phenomenal book, bro. By Don Miguel Ruiz, right? Yes. Um, you know, rule one, um, be impeccable with your word. Two, don't take anything personally. Three, don't make any assumptions. And four, always do your best. If, you, if, if we all can live by these four agreements, we'll change our lives, especially as, you know, as actors, you know, trying to, you know, not trying, but applying those four agreements to our life. It'll only manifest, you know, what we see for ourselves because we're blocking out all that shit, you know, and we're doing our best, you know, no matter what. I also feel like there's two other rules. Number five would be never give up. And number six would be uh, uh, always ask questions. I think questions are important, <laughs> you know, but um but yeah, dude. So like that 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 book that book really has also changed my life too. You know, and it's it's really great. There's so so I highly recommend that. I don't know if you've obviously read it, but if it, if your viewers are listening, go pick up that book. You can literally read it in like a day or two. It's a very small book. It's a very small book that goes yeah. back to it's, it actually goes back to uh to Mexican I think it was before yeah, the Toltec. Yes. Yeah. Toltec, Toltec wisdom, yeah. The, the Toltec, Toltec wisdom. Yeah. Exactly. What other what yeah. other book do you do you like a lot? You know, I I haven't read many you know self help books to be fair, and uh, uh, but like actor books, uh, I I've read an amazing amazing book by uh, it's Stanislavski, uh, an actor prepares. It's mm, it's classic, pretty awesome. Yeah. Pretty awesome. Yeah, that, that's that's the book that I just read recently. Have um, you read a book by uh, Larry Moss? Yes, intent to live is great. Intent to live. Intent yeah. to live is, is amazing. I did I did Larry Moss's workshop last year, and that that completely changed my life. Wow, I was, um, I was, it was great. Huh? I went to New York. I, it was the most exhilarating thing that I have ever done. One, it was insane. It was beautiful. It just showed that. Um, and I never I never did any theater in my life before. You know, I, you know, you do the Shakespeare stuff in high school. You read it, but. I'd never been on the stage, and I there's something that was just like, you know, um, I got to experience this thing. Actually, it was Anna Hopkins uh, who played Teresa on Bad Blood. We were yeah. chatting one day, and she was like, she's like, I really think you, she actually passed the book on to me, Intent to Live. She was like, you should read this book. She's like, I feel like, it, you know, it, you know, because I was, we were talking about acting coaches and stuff. And she's like, there's this guy, Larry Moss in New York. She's like, I really think like you have good instincts and check this out, you know, because it, it, it touches on all that stuff. And I did his workshop in New York. So I, I, I studied, I know I read his book and I applied to his workshop and I was going to audit the class, you know, and then I said, what the fuck am I going to audit this thing for? Just apply to work. Like who cares about the resume? If I have this many credits, that many credits, I'm going to apply to work. And if I get it, I get it again, relating back to just owning my worth. You know what I mean? Because before I was like, oh, well, you know, my resume might not have like, you know, all these theater things that people like, and, like he, he only accepts so many students, right? So you're like, yeah. I don't know, fuck it. Apply, apply yourself. 
and own your worth. And what happens? He, he, I got accepted to, to do the working, uh, you know, and work as an actor in it. I did Motherfucker with the Hat by Stephen Adley Gurgis. You know, I went to New York for 17 days, rehearsed with my partner for like, you know, 10 days and went into this workshop and we, we did this play. And it just showed me that like, you know, I need theater for my soul, you know? And uh, I've been reading a bunch of plays ever since and it's been, it's been a great little, you know, again, a great little eye opener to, to, to art because when you read these plays, I mean, scripts are great, you know, film TV scripts are great, but when you read a nice play, man, it, 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 it affects you, you know, like there's so many amazing playwrights out there. Uh-huh. You know what I just realized, man? That's pretty, pretty funny. What? You're in Toronto right now, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, what's crazy is that when I first picked up the book, I got recommended a few years ago, actually by, by uh, a teacher too. I was actually doing a American accent workshop, right? So, yeah. And, and this teacher actually recommended uh, Larry Moss's work. So he told me, Juan, I think you need to, you should read this book. It's a phenomenal book for actors and you're really going to, you're going to love it. So I actually went and I picked up the book and I was actually going to Toronto for, for, I think it was uh, the, the film, film festival or I was going to Toronto for something I have to remember. But I remember on that, I took the, uh, the bus, like I think it was a Greyhound. And in that travel, that's when I actually read the book on my way there and on my way back from Toronto. Um, is when I actually yeah. finished the entire book, and I remember I just like I went through the half half the book, the whole way there, and then I read a bit over there, and I completely finished it on the way back with notes everywhere, and I just I just devoured that. So it's pretty funny, like you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a hell of a book, man. I think it's 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 a cool little uh, book to carry. I'll with. ask you a couple of questions about about the the workshop uh, post post because yeah. uh, definitely interested in that, man. So how was how it working yeah. with? With Anna, with Anna Hopkins, uh, I know Paul Servino as well, which is unreal, right? Um, I know myself when you start working with with you know kind of different names that have done all kinds of different uh, projects is you know can be inspiring sometimes when you're working you know co co uh, co with them on you know on on set. There's different feelings that can arise. How was it with you? How was uh, working with with uh, with Paul and, and everything like that? What was your experience like? Yeah, I, I, and I actually never got a chance to work with Paul because you know, I was in the second season, right? Paul was in the Paul was in the first season. I, I got to work with, um, you know, I got to work with Anna Hopkins, uh, Louis Ferreira, Daniel Cash, Dylan Taylor. Um, um, it's true. Paul no, was on the first season only, right? That's true. That's true. Right, because like the first, the first season, yeah, yeah. The second season was, I mean, loosely based on on true events, but more fictionalized story and. And stuff like that. So, I mean, Bad Blood, I got to work, spent a lot of time with my family, which was the Cozzoletto family, doing my scenes with them, um, right? So I spent a lot, I, I, I didn't get the chance to work with Kim or um, Ryan McDonald, um, you know, uh, but I, I did work with, you know, Louis Ferreira, Daniel Cash, Dylan Taylor, uh, who's fantastic actor. I mean, watching this guy work, fucking blew my mind away um he was it was amazing louis ferreira the daniel cash watching these guys fight for their characters you know this was like my first like bad blood uh, i'm so blessed for that gift because it was my first you know you know gig where i get this character with this with a with a cool arc you know it's not much just popping in for an episode or two episodes here and there i'm i'm you know i'm playing a serious lead and uh 
never done that before. So let's let's just jump into this deep end and see how see how it works out. You know, and I'm watching all these veteran actors, you know, with, with who've had great careers and watching them work, you know, was a master class. It was the best it was it was the best act, the best acting best class. Master class you can have. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like like watching them you know, again, the collaboration and, 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 and fighting for their characters and being not being afraid to voice their opinions to the director and trying things. What I are just, some, key, you know, some key things that, you, that you've that you maybe, like, you know, observed or realized, learned through some of, you know, these actors, that you, you know, veterans, um, that you can take to a next TV show that maybe you didn't have when you first started Bad Blood? It's Dylan Taylor really was 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 I mean I mean I only had I mean I only had like about you know if you look at the episode I only had a, not a few days I had more than a few days but I had about like five days with Dylan Taylor and and this guy dealt with some like you know some pretty emotional pretty emotional scenes he had to, he had to tap into um, and just watching him I mean everybody's process is different that's the thing right. I mean, but watching him go through his his, his process and, and and find truth was was amazing. You know, it really was. I remember there was one day, you know, he was just, you know, he 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 was he was in this state of being, you know, with with his son being lost, and he was playing that and just you know discovering it, and, and you know we're doing takes, and there was one take where the director was just like, hey hey, this one's on you. Like, 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 just, you know, just whatever. And I didn't, I was kind of just like, you know, I, was, I had my head down and all of a sudden, like, I just see him, you know, letting out, letting out this, 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 you know, frustration and, 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 and rage towards fighting for some, fighting to get your son back. And I had to stop him and I had to just react and, 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 and play. And it was completely like, he was different every fucking take, but this one was just like, so compelling uh, to me but and, and it was a, maybe you who, who could say like you remember he told me afterwards like maybe it was too big who cares but he's like but that's the thing when when you get the chance to you know try something you fucking try it you know whatever whatever's gonna take you to get the truth is, is gonna get you, you you take you know and and that helped me because there is no there is no method or technique you know whatever gets you the truth gets you the truth i'm the type of guy where like with my work i throw shit at the wall and i see what sticks you know you know and i'm fucking gonna dig 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 until i find it whatever it takes for me to get there i'm gonna do you know um so just the just taking the risks and stuff like that. I mean, fantastic actor Louis Ferreira as well. I mean, watching Louis Ferreira read read his lines and and, and dissect the script, you know, his script analysis and and just understanding the character really, really, you know, having a backstory to his character was 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 unbelievable. Um, he's amazing, Louis Ferreira. Like the poise he has uh, as an actor and. Uh, Again, again, the choices, the choices. That's the, that's what it is for me. I mean, in this process, bro, and you're watching them work, it's just seeing the choices these guys made and, and really, again, owning them. He know? was great. He was um, playing your father, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, there's no set way to say the lines. 
you know, and us as actors, sometimes we can get, you know, caught in that when we're, re when we're rehearsing. There is no set way. You got to listen. Listen to, you know, the acting isn't listening, you know. And, and when I would watch them work, it was just, it was, everything was always a fresh moment, you know. And it helped me, you know. It was, it was again, a learning experience for me, you know. And, you know, I, I you know, it's funny. Now, like, Louis Ferreira is one of my mentors. We talk every day. I'm not kidding you. He calls me from, like, L.A. We FaceTime. He's such a, a kind soul. I mean, I never met anybody like him. And, 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 and I now live with Ryan McDonald and Dylan Taylor. Ryan McDonald played uh, Kim Coates' nephew. He played Reggie. And I live with Dylan Taylor, who played my cousin. We all live together. <clears throat> Ryan's fucking fantastic, too. I mean, living with these guys, living with like-minded guys now, I'm learning too, you know, because we're helping each other with take. We're, you know, we're like Dylan's just finished his second pilot. He's he's writing, so we're always sharing our ideas and and working with guys. I mean, I'm in this business for like two years. These guys have been in it for like 15 to 20 years. It it, it it's it helps, you know, because we all are understanding each other and we're doing the same thing. And I'm learning what their experiences are like and. We, we got each other. We're all like brothers in this. But again, one, also, too, it's also important, you know, as actors, you know, we, we can look at everybody else, people who are like whatever, A-listers, how they made it. However they made it is not going to be the way we, you know, make it, quote, unquote. You know, everybody's journey is different. The most important thing we got to, you know, remind ourselves is, hey, I'm going to do compelling work, you know, and, and do great work and and apply myself and and. and and then and, and speak my truth in this character, you know? That's all we got to worry about, you know? And if, it, if, if it's work that, that touches you, that, that resonates with you, then do it, you know? And, uh, and yeah, dude, it's, it's, Babylon was amazing. I mean, that, that's an experience I'll never, ever, ever forget, you know? Man, that's, that's everything you said here is, is uh, absolutely truth, bro. I totally agree with that. Um, we're gonna we're gonna start wrapping up soon, but before we do, bro, I I want to ask you something. So, Franco, if I gave you a piece of paper right now, and on that piece of paper you have to write down from all your life experiences, everything that you've been through, and you've learned what you consider to be the most important things uh, to write down that you can give in the future to your children, to someone that you really care about, and that's the last thing that they're gonna be able to read from you. They can put that piece of paper in their pocket. What would you write on that piece of paper? And what would be your words to success? Wow, that's deep. <clears throat> you could take be, your uh, time, bro. <laughs> yeah, no, no. You are worth everything you set your mind to. Remember that you are enough. And God is with you always. Beautiful, man. Yeah. What I say? <laughs> I said, <laughs> I said, remember that you are worth everything you set your mind to. Remember that you are enough and God is with you always. And yeah. God is with you always. Yeah. I love yeah. that, brother. Yeah, Amen. Man. All right, brother. Well, thank you for coming on board. It was a, it was a pleasure uh, having you, and and uh, I'll hit you up when 
when I'm in Toronto. So we'll we'll go out for for a drink or something. Exactly, Juan. Look, I I really really appreciate you reaching out and 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 you know, uh, reaching out to me to do this. Uh, it was it was super fun, super fun way to start my morning. Of course, you know, and just talking with you has just been great. I appreciate the courage in reaching out too, because <clears throat> again, if you don't ask, you don't get right. And uh, you're an entrepreneur on his way, you know, an actor, entrepreneur, producer. You're you're hustling, and and you know, I I, I could have said no. I could have ignored your message, but I respect the hustle, and uh, and I appreciate your support and watching the show and and uh, and everything. So thank you, man. This was this was really fun. Amazing, brother. This is really fun. Thank you, thank you, brother. All right, I hope you guys enjoyed my conversation with Franco Lopresti. If you want to learn more about Franco, you can go to wordstosuccess.com under episodes, and all his links are there. I hope you guys enjoyed. Keep moving forward. Keep pushing. Keep striving to, you know, touch your vision, and then always, always push that vision further and further. There's nothing that you can't do. Remember, you guys can go check out greatnesswithin.ca. Use your code for 50% off, W2S. And I will see you on the next episode. Vamos. Vamos. Vamos.